Hello, folks. Uh, welcome to the 4099 podcast, uh, episode 16, I believe. And we have just a, such an incredible and an amazing guest today. Um, a really good friend of mine, just such a, wow, such a talented artist, bilingual. He lives in a very holy place that uh, a lot of people don't have the blessing of going to. But uh, hopefully with this conversation, uh, we can give them a piece of that holy place, aka Israel. And uh, let, we could talk about uh, what he does, which is tattooing. Um, and my guest today is Guy. Oh, what's up? <laughs> How you doing, bro? Everything good? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool. How are you? <laughs> hey, man. Look, before before we started recording, uh, we were kind of talking about this crazy coronavirus thing going on and how it's affecting every single person on this world. And uh, if there was maybe a chance when this first thing started that maybe it wouldn't affect me or maybe it wouldn't affect my country. I think that was all blown out of the water, right? We started kind of feeling like, wow, the whole world is affected. And the first thing I kind of wanted to ask you is how did this virus impact um, your workflow and the way you, the way you work being a tattoo uh, artist? Well, basically we were as well kind of made steps on how they're going to close down the country not in one bit, but it kind of separated every job for its necessity. So as long as your job is not necessary, so you're basically the first one to go out of job. Mm. Um, so we were unemployed for three and a half months, uh, which is basically zero income. Um, as I told you earlier, um, if you're not working for someone, if you like have your own business in Israel, so you get no basically nothing, no help from the country. If you're unemployed, you're unemployed. Mm. Um, so yeah, I didn't work at all. Uh, some of my friends, some of my colleagues started um, producing more contemporary art, not nothing that has to do with tattoos, which is basically prints, uh, tattoo machine designs, anything that has to do with it. Paintings, uh, stuff like that. Paintings, exactly. Yeah, t-shirts, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, me personally, um, I was blessed to like have some spare money because I was supposed to go to Japan for a month and a half for a mm -hmm. trip. Uh, so I had like some spare change, so I decided to actually take it as a resting time. So I focused on uh, not working, not drawing, nothing of that sort. Like, I did draw a little bit just because I really missed it, mm -hmm. uh, but mainly working out, playing video games and chilling. So, <laughs> so your, your, uh, your three yeah, months were spent me. pretty well. Yep, yep, definitely. Like, I'm really happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Did, yeah. uh, I know, you know, when, 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 when an art becomes a job, some people say that you kind of lose, uh, mm. you fall out of love with it, you know, just because you start serving other people more than you kind of want to serve your own uh, desires in terms of art. Um, did that break kind of... Uh, having a, some time off from drawing and from tattooing, did that give you a new love for tattooing? Did that give you kind of some rest that you really needed? Or do you feel like you didn't need a break and you could have just continued doing what you were doing? Uh, so I really did need a break. Uh, I was looking, like I was planning the trip for Japan, I think at least since when I met you. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a year 
or so. Uh, yeah. So I really wanted the trip to happen. It didn't happen. Uh, not tattooing for three months was one of the best things that happened to me, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. for me and generally tattooing. Uh, I did realize that I really I love it. Uh, I missed it really, really badly when I didn't do it for that long. Uh, fortunately, I was living with a really good friend of mine during like the lockdown and he's like pretty covered in tattoos. So I did like one or two tattoos on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. It was really good taking this break and realizing that this is what I love and want to do. Um, so yeah, for me, for me, it was good. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's always a cool thing about life. You know, they say, uh, we, as people, we, as human beings always get used to everything, you know, we start taking those things and those people and everything around us for granted. And, uh, it's very nice. Like, uh, well, it's not nice when those things are taken away from us, but it gives us an opportunity to really understand how much we love that thing. Right. Like for you, you know, as soon as tattooing was taken away from you for a little bit, you know, you just, you naturally, because you love it so much, um, realized how much you missed it, man. And that's good to hear that you've, uh, because of that separation a little bit, because of that distance, you realized, oh shit, this is something that I really love to do. And I really, really miss it, you know? And I guess that means you're meant to be doing it, man. That's for sure. Yeah. No, that, that for sure. Like as for, you just told me earlier, like, about losing like a passion for drawing when it becomes your like business or or whatnot uh the whole thing made me realize that the tattoos i'm gonna make and the like specific kind of style that i'm doing mm-hmm. is gonna be 100 percent what i like what i enjoy doing and nothing that really has to do with with what is you know expected me of doing mm-hmm. um it made me use colors. Like I never used colors before. Mm. I was only working like black, black and white. Um, very, very specific needles. So it did really kind of open up my mind for different things and try different things. So it was good. You know, <laughs> being on lockdown is, is, isn't nice. Not working, being out of job for three months isn't nice. It's not, right. uh, it doesn't really make you think of a bright future, but it did have its good points for sure. Um, yeah. So just to give people a little bit of a context in terms of our relationship, we met in, uh, 2018, I believe summer of 2018. Um, I was in Israel, uh, doing an, uh, internship in Jerusalem. And then I met this beautiful man in front of, uh, in front of us, in front of that camera. Um, I had a little bit of a, you know, spare money and we all wanted to, so during the internship, we kind of were, with other um, Americans that were trying to do similar things um, in terms of internship, I was doing graphic design. And before the trip ended, we dis- we all decided to get a kind of a, you know, a commemoration tattoo for, uh, for being in Israel for three months and living in Jerusalem. And I remember walking into the shop and you were just, you know, so nice to all the guys. And uh, I wanted, I remember I wanted to get like a rose tattoo and I didn't know where I wanted to get it at either behind the the ear or on my foot. And then you kind of just broke it down and you're like, no, bro, no, 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 no. If you want to get a, if you want to get like such an intricate tattoo behind your ear, you know, you explained to me that 
the skin there is not so good because it fades over time if you put it uh, behind the ear and you're like, let's do it on the leg, man. Let's do it on the leg. It's going to be way better that way. And I took your advice and thankfully I took your advice because if I would have came home and my mom would have saw me have a neck tattoo, she would fucking <laughs> disown <laughs> me, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I said it was like actually two years ago, man. That, that, I think exactly two years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly two years ago. September, August. Yep. Yeah, exactly, man. Sure. And we were just so excited, man. We were all excited. You know, some people were getting tattoos for the first time. I already had a couple of tattoos, but really like everything about us was like uh, very, it, well, not everything, but a lot of things about us were similar. You know, we, we both spoke Russian. We, we both were uh, are really, really interested in art, the arts. Um, uh, we had a lot of commonalities, man. And we had just such a genuine conversation and a genuine connection that has led us this far. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate that, man. I really appreciate you. Uh, sure, I appreciate you, but <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, man, of course. So I kind of want to dive into um, your experience as a tattoo, uh, as a t- tattoo artist. Um, and I, you know, I really want to ask you how you first got into it, because, you know, if people don't know, maybe you can explain more. Israel is not such a good place uh, maybe to be wearing, you know, tattoos because there's such a stigma involved with having tattoos and Israel being a, a Jewish nation, you know, and, and in Judaism tattoos, tattooing is kind of looked down upon. So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so first I got into tattooing basically from my mom's advice. Uh, she's really into tattoos and she's really into art. She's an mm-hmm. architect herself. Like, so she really likes it. Um, at four, like at first at around age 17, uh, a dude named Poco, He's like right now one of my bosses. He asked if I want to come in and have an apprenticeship. At the time, I was like really into the idea of army or the whole, the, you know, combat service and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I declined actually. And I told him I want to go and serve my three years as a combat soldier. Uh, as it happened, I didn't manage to get into combat. Um, and after a year and a half of service, I was kicked out of a specific unit. Uh, so I had a lot of spare free time during my day. Uh, so my mom told me like, fuck it. Why, why won't you just try and get that apprenticeship back? Mm. Uh, so I asked him and got into it. So I had an apprenticeship of a year and a half or so, maybe a little more. And since then it's been almost five years. So, wow. yeah. Uh, as for tattoos in Israel generally, uh, at the past few years, it's gone really, really big, really mainstream. So it's way more accepted than it used to be not that long ago. Um, if you're living in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, you're getting looked down upon and, you know, all these weird stares and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Israelis are very open people. So they might just walk up to you and tell you, you look like shit and you will uh, <laughs> die in hell. So, yeah. Uh, so that happens quite often, actually um but it's good like it's cool i understand you know they're religious it's either they're muslims or jews like christians don't really have a problem with it um so mainly muslims and jews um they give you the shit (laughs) pardon my (laughs) friends uh but generally it's getting a little better 
Um, you know, you see it on TV, you see it on football players, on any mm-hmm. kind of celebrity. So it really puts it out there. Um, so step by step, it is getting a little better for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, the reason I was laughing or chuckling a little bit when you said, uh, you know, people come up to you and Israelis are very open and they say you look like shit sometimes is because, you know, uh, living in the, I mean, obviously when it first happens to you, it's kind of like, what the fuck, you know, but it gives you a tough skin. You know what I mean? You, 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 you live in Israel for a couple of years and then you can pretty much, uh, it's a running joke that you can pretty much handle the world. You know what I mean? If you have very open people that are very honest about what they think about you and you live in that place for a couple of years, you, you kind of grow that skin, right? And then you can go out into the world and nothing will bother you, you know, because you've already, <laughs> the worst has already been said to your face, you know? That's for sure. Like, you know, when, if you could, let's say if you're working at any kind of field that you have to give service to people, they have, you, you have to handle clients and mm-hmm. make them like you. Um, Israelis could be really nice. Most of the time, they're really nice. They're very family orientated. Uh, they're really warm. They'll help you in any way they can, even if they don't know you. Uh, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, uh, as I said, you know, you might have zero knowledge of who's the person right in front of you, and he mm-hmm. would tear you apart just the way because of the way you look, or the language you speak, or the, your mm-hmm. belief. Um, so yeah, if you could handle Israelis, you could basically handle any kind of other nationality, bullshit. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, most, most bullshit just flies like right past your face and it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so, you, so you said that you started tattooing about um, after, after a little bit, uh, maybe during your service, but uh, yeah. you know, uh, what, five years ago, right? Yeah. And uh, so I want you to, talk or maybe talk us and our listeners um, through your um, evolution and experience as an artist. Like where did you, what did you first go into tattooing liking? And then what have, what has those things maybe evolved into? Good question. Uh, So as long as I can remember myself, so it's like age two or three, Mm. um, I just started drawing stuff. Uh, you know, basically just like a little kid, so nobody really took it seriously. Mm. Um, but then at around age four, I started watching anime, uh, which is like Pokemon, uh, Inuyasha, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, all that kind of stuff. Classics, classics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really like kind of gave me a push into drawing. I really tried to copy the same quality and same intricacies and details that you had in those series uh mm-hmm. so it really like gave me the main uh, main line king for drawing and painting and everything that has in between um i really got seriously into drawing when my mom i think realized that i might have a neck for it and it's not just for fun um so my parents sent me to uh it's a semi-private school Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Omanuyot. Omanuyot in Hebrew is arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was since basically six years. Um, it was pretty, pretty intense at times, but it really made me realize that I will not be doing anything else in my life except something that has to be related with art. I didn't know it was going to be tattooing, mm-hmm. um, but definitely there. 
as for tattoos, since I swear, like age nine or ten, you had your uh, chips, like chip bags. I think you call layers in your like yeah, in the yeah, States. yeah, layers. Yep. As, so you had like those permanent tattoos that uh, wash in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so I remember, like, since age nine or ten, I was buying those like crisp bags just to get out the the temporary tattoo and put it on myself, like, and I wow. would cover my whole neck, face, and hands. Um, <laughs> and when <laughs> I'm only, I only imagine yeah. what you know, what mom was thinking or what dad was thinking, you know, when you were <laughs> when you were walking around with the lace. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, my mom got her first tattoo when she was thirty, so I was not good with math. Uh, I was young, yeah, and I really yeah. liked it. I really uh-huh. liked it, and it was seemed like it blew my mind that it doesn't wash off. Wow! Uh, yeah. So I yeah. realized that you could get actually those things that you put on yourself without them washing off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really, really into tattoos since a really young age. But I think not at least till I finished my apprenticeship, or maybe even till like three years ago, I did mm-hmm. not think that I'm gonna be a tattoo artist. Uh, it just kind of happened so wow yeah and and did you so did you when you first started the internship did you have a specific style that you wanted to imitate or did you or were you doing like everything were you doing neo-traditional traditional traditional, you know uh japanese uh traditional like where did you start and uh was it was it something that you kind of got into tattooing and you already knew what the hell you wanted to do and that's what ended up being the thing or what was that transition uh, when i got into my apprenticeship it was after i think two years of intensively painting realistic tattoos like photorealistic portraits mm-hmm. mainly uh so i was pretty sure that that's what i'm gonna do um mm-hmm. i was overconfident in myself and my abilities and painting and everything i i was painting pretty well um mm. but when i picked up the machine and you know for the first time in my life and started like tattooing fake skin mm-hmm. i realized that not that i'm not able to make a portrait i'm not even able to make a one straight line wow um wow. so from being sure that I'm going to be a hyper-realistic tattoo artist, I was uh, basically struggling to make a proper like stick figure. <laughs> um, so at that point, I realized that I'm not having any kind of style in the next year. I'm just going to try as hard as I can to make a crisp, straight line. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I was... As I said, I'm really into Japanese culture generally, mm-hmm. so I was uh, really trying to become a Japanese traditional tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm not Japanese. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might really like it, I might really be into it, but I'm not Japanese. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll never be able to understand the full extent of Japanese tattooing and Japanese culture to really be a, a Japanese tattoo artist that I was aiming to be. Uh, it's not realistic in my point of view. Uh, so only two and a half, three years ago, I just, and that's already like two years or a year and a half after my, after I started my apprenticeship, mm-hmm. uh, I just told myself, fuck it. I'm going to tattoo what I like. And I like anime. Yeah. Um, and thank God it blew off. Like it really worked. And it took me at least two years of perfecting it. 
I'm still not perfect at it at any, you know, not even close to it, but I'm finally starting to see like the fruits. So, yeah. Yeah, That's something very important that you said. Um, I think is uh, that you, you said you're still not perfect at it, but uh, you're really trying to, trying to push that bar and always um, reach um, your ideal level of perfection. And uh, that's, that's important because that gives us as people, right? When, when the moment we say we know something is the moment where we stop growing as a person, right? Is the moment where it's like, oh, okay, if I know this thing, why, why learn more about it, right? So it's very important that I, I think that people always tell themselves, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not perfect at this thing. I have so, so much more to learn, right? Um, do you think that, uh, what do you, what do you think? Cause I'm really curious about this. What do, what do you think, um, your, you would say your personal traits are that are most important, um, with progressing yourself as an, as an artist and as a tattoo artist, is it that mentality of never giving up? Is it that mentality of knowing that, uh, that drive and that constant hunger to, uh, to reach something or, or maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Uh, you got it pretty right, actually. Um, I'm a kind of person that, you know, if you don't know me, uh, a lot of people tend to think that I, uh, that I was born, you know, really good at tattooing mm-hmm. um, or, you know, whatever, successful, however the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> um, actually, uh, nothing worked out for me easily, ever. Mm. Um, I had to redo everything at least four or five times and I swear everything like my GEDs um, um, getting into the specific unit that I wanted to serve at uh, even at school you know just for an example I was a really good student I'm bad at studying um, even when I really tried to Um, Mm. so yeah the the hunger for being the best and being successful at what I do is definitely the, one of the main things that make me want to do it and become better. Uh, and actually the second most, you know, the biggest thing that drives me towards it is uh, my surroundings. Mm. I'm surrounded by some really, really talented people. My partner, uh, my name is Katia, which is a tattoo artist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're 24-7 under, you know, observation. Uh, <laughs> so you have to keep your game up all the time. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that if you don't strive to be better than where you were yesterday, you will never get better. So it'll, it's a progression. You always have to work on it. Wow. Such, such, such inspirational. We're getting free life (laughs) advice, man. Free life advice for people, man. It's like, uh, you know, that I I completely agree with you, man. I think um, a lot of people sometimes forget to attribute the amount of success they have um, to the people around them. I think personally, um, and you can let me know if you agree with me, but I think personally, the single most important thing for a person to have is a good surrounding. Because we as people, man, we as people, we're such such social beings. We're such social animals that we are our surroundings, right? Like we are everything that is around us. The tree right there that's in front of me or this wall or something. We're constantly looking at something. We're constantly 
absorbing like a sponge. Um, and uh, if we understand how much of a sponge we are, I feel like we'd at that point start realizing, holy shit, if I'm absorbing this much information already and I'm existing by literally absorbing information, that's the reason we exist, right? That's a reality. Then holy fuck, like this means that all of my friends, everyone that I talk to, everyone that I'm constantly uh, making memories with, I need these people to really drive me. I need these people to really influence me, right? That's that's for sure. Like if, again, I was really, really blessed to be around the people that I am. Uh, they are my best friends since, I don't know, since 15 years, some mm. even more. Um, one of my friends is from like third grade. Uh, most of them wow. have nothing to do with tattooing except from being heavily tattooed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not painting, they're not drawing, but every each and one of them strives to be the best at what they do. Even if it's uh, like the the my friend that I know from third grade, he's almost done with the second degree in uh, history. Uh, wow. We're not that young; we're twenty five. He's almost twenty six. But you do have to remember that in Israel, you have mandatory service, so right. you only right. start uni at around twenty one, twenty two. At mm-hmm. if you're like in a hurry. Males, um, for the people that for the people that don't know, everyone in Israel, every citizen in Israel has to serve mandatory army time. Men, I think, three years and women too, right? Yeah. Um, right now, so, it's two point eight for men, and it used to be three. So yeah, I I, used, I served for three years. And uh, again, for the people that don't know, and and that means that uh, you know us as Americans, me as an Amer, uh, well, not really an American, but living in America. Um, a lot of the <clears throat> traditional thing that happens is we are not required to go to the army. So we basically from age 18 or 17, we have the option to do whatever. Most people go to university right after, but that's not the case in Israel. Right after high school, everyone's required to go to the army. So imagine three years of your life after the army, um, 18 to 21, or depending on uh, obviously everyone's time scale is different. But uh, usually uh, from 18 to 21, you're going to the army. Um, and that's something that I actually wanted to ask you too. Do you think that um, going to the army for you was a, I know you said that, uh, uh, that you kind of left uh, after a year and a half. Do you think that going to the army was, um, there's anything positive about going to the army? Do you think that it gave you a better, uh, 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 being in a very strict environment, um, that that gave you a sense of, you know, regimen? like managing your time or maybe doing daily tasks a certain way, or do you just not really, do you don't not really look at the army as a, as a good thing? Um, I think the army is, is a good thing. Not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people uh, end up in a really bad place in the army, but I think that generally it is a good thing. Uh, for me, being in a strict environment was only for about a year, a year and a half or so. And then I was trans- transferred for another unit that was not strict to say the least. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, it did give, give me an understanding that sometimes in life, there's a situation that you have no saying yet. Sometimes mm-hmm. things happen. Sometimes, um, you know, shit happens in life. So, the army kind of gives you a perspective in that form that if a commander tells you to do something and you don't do it, you go to jail. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to deal with the situation that is giving to you. Right. Um, I don't think that it made me a stricter person or gave me like a sense of, uh, you know, like work ethics or whatever. I already mm-hmm. had that in me. Okay. Um, but definitely it gave me a perspective on life generally. And, uh, um, some other things as in, you know, what happens when you give an 18 year old so much power in their hands, most of the time, sometimes and most of the time, uh, but yeah, you know, there it's really, really complicated, but yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of, uh, looking uh looking back at tattooing a little bit um so a lot of the time a lot of the time um when when we when we look at you know the tattooing industry and stuff like that um we we can't help but look at how much has it evolved through through the history right and we're we look constantly at where it originated from and you know, tattooing originated from very tribal beginnings, right? Um, you know, uh, tribes, people getting tattoos and in, 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 uh, to signal their ranking in society, um, you know, whether they're a chieftain or maybe a queen or something like that. And then it's evolved into this huge, huge mainstream thing where people are getting tattoos maybe to of something they like or something that was significant to them or even like gang tattoos going back, that kind of goes a little bit back into try uh, again, that tribal lifestyle, right? The ranking lifestyle. Um, so it's very interesting to, to look at the tattoo or to look at the history of tattooing, you know, and then you have, you know, uh, tattooing becoming more mainstream. You have, um, and maybe your timeline is different, but from the way I learned it, um, I learned that, you know, sailor Jerry um, kind of was the first to, start, you know, tattooing, uh, you know, pinup girls and, and traditional tattoos on, 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 on sailors and Navy men. And then, you know, they came home and, you know, that plumber, um, and this is very, like a very American, you know, way of looking at it more. Um, but you know, you have that, uh, maybe that plumber, you, have, you as a kid, you saw a plumber and the guy had a full sleeve or something like that. And you're like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And you know, <laughs> you have a lot of those kind of stories. Right. But now, like I said, it's become such a mainstream thing. Um, from the way you learned about tattooing, was your timeline a little similar or were you looking at a kind of a different historical timeline? Uh, uh, in Israel, generally, uh, as in everything, as in, uh, fashion, as in food, movies, mm-hmm. everything that you have is basically a delayed United States of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so if your tattooing started around the let's say 30s 40s sailor jerry mm-hmm. of course you had tattooers that did it way before like in the 20s you had doc something i'm not sure not, yeah, i don't yeah. remember his name uh so i do know that tattooing was around even in the states way way before sailor jerry he kind of mm-hmm. was the first one to make it more pop culture mm-hmm. uh, with all the sailors and stuff in israel the timeline is a little different um you had one tattoo artist at around the late 60s, uh, early 70s. Um, his kind of DOG tattooer in Israel. Uh, but that's as a Western man. Um, right in the city of Jerusalem where I live, there's in the old city, you have a dude called Razuk. 
he supposedly claims, and it's, I think it's true, uh, his family has been tattooing crusaders for 600 years. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, people who like come to Jerusalem as a part of a crusade or something of that sort. Holy shit. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think tattooing originated at every, like it started at every place in the world. Not, I don't know if simultaneously, but at around the same time or but mm-hmm. for different reasons, that's for sure. Uh, in Israel, the mainstream culture definitely began in prison. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you had your mainly Russian or ex-USSR uh, convict mm-hmm. who ended up in jail. You know, people, you know, being an, an immigrant to any country is not easy. And a lot right. of people tend to go to crime. Um, so, yeah, gang tattoos, prison tattoos. In Israel, you don't really have gangs. You have like a, a family... It's in, in Hebrew, it's called Mishpachat Pesha. It's basically a crime family mm-hmm. to have some of those. They don't tend to have tattoos because they're religious. Right. Um, so it originated from like the early 80s, 90s. And now it's like a huge thing. Everybody has tattoos. Like not everybody, obviously, because there's a lot of religious people, but at least from the, my circle, like from the mm-hmm. people that I am. So. Yeah, no, that's such an that's that's uh, that's such an amazing thing to hear. Yeah, I, um, you think about it, but you know, you you telling that story, you know, of of uh, just, I mean, just uh, you know, the Crusaders even getting tattooed that long ago, right? It, it wow, it expands your world so much to hear those kind of stories. Holy shit! Um, so, what do you think? Um, where do you think the where do you think the tattoo industry is now? Um, what do you like about it? What do you not like about it so much? And where do you think it's going to go to in the future? And I know uh, that's a very kind of a very broad and vague question, right? But I, I am interested in it. Uh, right now, tattooing is at, uh, I think, one of the, the main crossroads it had ever since it uh, became popularized. Um Information is so widespread and so easily attained these days that you don't really need an apprenticeship. You don't really mm. need uh, like a teacher who will sit down with you and teach you your tattooing. Obviously, in my opinion, it is still the proper and right way to do it. You should mm. get, in my opinion, a proper apprenticeship under a certified tattoo artist, a good one and a good teacher. Uh, doing it by yourself is only a cause for a lot of mistakes and a lot of unnecessary, you know, injuries and whatnot. Right, um, right now, tattooing has taken a big turn, uh, mainly in, I think, because of Instagram, TikTok, uh, celebrities, widespread media. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had your basic guidelines and rules as for how you're supposed to be tattooing and what's a no-no and what's a an okay way to do it it's it kind of really faded away um even if you're like one one of the main reasons for it i think is uh korean tattooers like uh, artists from korea mm-hmm. i don't think that any of them at least the first batch of tattooers uh had an apprenticeship because it's illegal there uh, it's mm-hmm. still kind of underground uh 
uh, and they started a new wave of tattooing called uh, miniature realism or uh, like uh, miniature tattoos generally um, which was a very big no-no in tattooing because the lines are too thin they're not uh, uh, thick enough they're not deep enough they're not whatever uh, but at the same time they kind of showed everyone that it's art and if you want to call yourself a tattoo artist so do your art and that's what they did they didn't follow any rules they didn't throw any restrictions they just did whatever they wanted and it looks in miami like it looks amazing like in my opinion mm -hmm. um it will not last for as long as a you know a, a bold traditional uh, american tattoo Right. It definitely will not. You're, you're like completely different uh, needle groupings and stuff. But it's still really beautiful. And I think it's nice. Uh, so I think tattooing will become way bigger than it is today. Um, but at the same time, I have a feeling that in like a generation or two, tattoos mm -hmm. will not be cool anymore. Um, Why do you think? Uh, why do I think even if you look like an at an Instagram filter or whatever, they're trying to perfect you. Uh, you're taking photos of yourself where you're perfect. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in time, as just as we look at like the boomer generation, they mm -hmm. will look at us as the you know whatever getting tattoos is cool generation. Mm -hmm. um, and because I think that not in that much time you will have like cream solutions that will take away tattoos in a second you will not need like to go through laser treatments to get it off mm -hmm. um so it'll be just way way too easy it will not have as as much of a meaning as it has today to getting a tattoo like you get it you get a tattoo uh it hurts it stays for the rest of your life of course you could ended up with like one one or two laser treatments that are done properly but uh it loses some of its um main appeal. i don't know depth appeal yeah, yeah. that's my opinion you know, like i tend to overthink everything so <laughs> no 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 that's yeah. that no that's amazing man because i i um you being in the industry and you having such a close tie and connection to tattooing i've you know these things i'm learning for the first time you know like these are such good points i never thought that uh you know a lot of the time we're just so we're so connected to our experience and our reality. We, we don't look ahead. And when we do look ahead, it's very hard for us to separate the future from us now, you know? So it's very hard for, for someone to say, if they're in the industry, that tattooing will not be um, as relevant as it is now, because that's where you're making your money. That's where your all of your joy and pleasure is coming from. And I feel like, uh, I feel like, you saying that maybe you know and again it's 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 an it's uh it's your insight into it you saying that tattooing won't be as as uh, maybe not not as relevant uh but a little bit less important and maybe a little bit looked down upon i feel like you did a you're doing a very good job kind of um being very um what is it called neutral neutral not um mm -hmm. putting a lot of your personal opinions um and looking at it into the future so yeah that's a really good point man that's a really really good point maybe um next generation those kids will uh look at us as uh <laughs> as the boomers you know as the as the as the weirdos right um 
man. So, wow. Um, such good insight, man. Such good insight. And so many other, so many more questions, dude. Um, okay. So what do you think talking? Okay. So talking about the history of tattooing, talking about, um, the industry of tattooing, I kind of want to cover one more, one more question with you. Um, what do you, how do you feel about, cause you know, you, you said something very important, um, before you said that, um, even now we see it a little bit right where, um, now anyone can go into a tattoo shop. Anyone can get a tattoo, um, usually anywhere they want to, you know, even, um, you mentioned about the apprenticeship thing, like, right. Like you don't really need apprenticeships really now because you have so many, you know, YouTube videos or so much information at your fingertips. Um, I kind of want to get your, your insight and your opinion about that because, you know, whereas, um, looking at it more from, a from the, you know, the English American kind of perspective, you know, people used to have to go, um, underground even, you know, or in a basement or somewhere very dark and, and quiet where nobody really knows about, or maybe in an alleyway or something like that. And tattooing was something that was earned. You wouldn't get tattooed if you didn't have the stripes to prove it. You wouldn't get tattooed if, if you didn't go through something. And now, again, anyone can go in there um, and get a tattoo of anything they really want. You even used to be that you couldn't get certain things. You had to stick to a, a very strict um, regiment and, 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 and guidelines of getting tattooed. And now tattooed is getting, tattooing is getting so, uh, so much broader, right? Do you, do you look at that as a, as a good thing or do you look at that as uh, a bad thing in terms of it losing its significance? Uh, think that like it is. It has its good sides and bad sides. Uh, for me personally, as a tattoo artist, uh, the like the the reason that people get so much more tattoos, uh, they spend a lot more money on it. So financially, of course, you know, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's really good. <laughs> Um, but looking at it as a tattoo artist and as a tattooer, I think there is a tiny difference in between that. Uh, it did lose some of its significance and romance, uh, mm-hmm. because even just like you mentioned, you have your gang tattoos, for an example, uh, you have to earn some of them. Uh, it doesn't really matter like what kind of gang, even if it's a Russian one, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to prove prove a point, prove yourself to get get a tattoo. It's like one extreme of it. I don't mm-hmm. say like if you want to get a Naruto tattoo, you should like take out four <laughs> kunais and throw it. Of course not. Um, Although it would be good. It would be really nice. Yeah, you know, seeing people attempt to do like jutsus to get a, an anime tattoo, that would be perfect. Um, but I think that if it would have been somewhere in the middle. Uh, it would be the best, but you know, it never stays there. Uh, it was at some point an extreme, like you had your ancient, whatever, crusaders, warriors, whatever, in part of the world that had to really earn it, uh, struggle for it. <laughs> and then you had your, like, uh, in Japan, you have your Yakuza, in Russia, you have your Vor of Zakonye, in, uh, in yep. the States, I guess you have your Crips, Bloods, whatever. Yep. Um, 
that's like slowly deteriorating into you know people want to have a tattoo studio that is uh looking like a clinic which i don't like like uh, white marble glasses everywhere i don't i don't my 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 opinion on it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh they want to have machines that do not make too much noise uh they want to put on creams that will make you not feel any pain Mm. in my opinion that's the core of tattooing you know feeling Mm -hmm. it um but then again when i'm getting tattooed like i have quite a lot of tattoos and i'm putting these creams as well like Mm -hmm. i'm using them (laughs) i'm sick of it hurting i just want to get a tattoo like i want it to look nice uh so i'm really kind of torn in my opinion with it uh i'm right in the middle like Mm -hmm. like right in the middle with it yeah Yeah, so in a way you do want it to be very uh, a a romantic experience something that is very you look at in a very high regard but on the other hand you're a future man you're you're a present man so you're a future man you you like where it's going you like the fact that it's a little bit more accessible um to to everyone and everyone has the right and the option to get a tattoo. So yeah, I, I agree, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that, uh, I think that it's not so good that it's, I think it's not so good that a lot of the, like you said, such the romantic, the pure experience of getting a tattoo of it hurting, of you stressing out about it, of you thinking over and over again, is this what I really want? Or, you know, something like that. I think that's what makes the, t- the, the experience so pure, but in, in, uh, and the, on the other hand, it's like, you know, I couldn't get a tattoo 20 years ago if I didn't have to do something or I, if I wasn't this person or if I wasn't that person. And I love tattooing. And personally, I love the fact that it's getting uh, much more, not only recognized, but um, much more accessible, right? Um, so, Mike, to wrap this podcast up, to wrap this episode up, man, it's something that we really connect on, both of us. Um, is both of our loves for anime. So I kind of want to ask to end the podcast off on like a very high note um, and a very positive note. Um, What's, uh, what have you been uh, recently watching and what are some animes that you would uh, really recommend or maybe even manga that you would recommend uh, the viewers and the listeners to maybe look at? So recently, actually recently, I kind of struggled with finding new good animes. Mm -hmm. Not to overthink it. Good animes. All right. So there's a new one on Netflix, actually. I do not like Netflix animes. They're trying to be Japanese or not Japanese. Mm-hmm. Then again, what I told in the beginning. Um, Japan Sinks 2020 is really, really good. Um, my personal favorites, like all-time favorites, uh, is Gangsta, which is by the mm-hmm. same author that made Samurai Champloo and Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Yep. Uh, Death Note, which is, you know, your... Oh most basic anime but still i think is the best one best radiant series period anime Mm -hmm. or not um and naruto everybody should be watching naruto hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah man i uh i had a that that's that's actually really really good you need to actually after this interview be sure to send me a list of some some things to check out because i you know i've been watching i actually watched the netflix uh anime i think it was called fireworks or something like that um which was really good i'll, I'll send you a list of some things I've, I've been watching but of course man you have classics like samurai shampoo and cowboy bebop you have um you know amazing um 
anime like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and the same creator that made Yu Yu Hakusho yeah. made Hunter x Hunter, you know, so you. Right, right. Hunter x Hunter, by the way, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit, man. One of my favorite new anime, um, even though it's not really new, but it's, it's really, really good. Um, you know, uh, and then you have the new Miyazaki, right? I forgot um, exactly the name, but they, they, the Japanese call him the new Miyazaki because he was, he's the creator of, uh, I believe he made Garden of Words and he made... Oh, right. Five centimeters per second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. About, right? All of those really, really good ones. Um, he also had another good one. He made, uh, I think, don't quote me on this. I think it's called <laughs> Children Who Chased Lost Voices. I think that's... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, it's the same dude we're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah those that those are some things that i recommend to the listeners and the, and the people viewing this um but man so dude thank you so much for for sure, thank for you giving yeah. giving uh not only me this time but giving the listeners and the viewers and a perspective and an insight on into your life and into the th the things that uh the thing that you're really really passionate about the tattooing industry maybe we well maybe we'll have some listeners and some folks that view this that will go out and uh if not get a tattoo maybe look at tattooing a little differently and i really really appreciate you being so honest and being so punctual and getting here on time and really sharing this moment with us and sharing this moment with the listeners and the viewers um to end this podcast, I want to give you the platform to say maybe um, anything that you have coming up that you're excited about or um, to maybe give even more insight um, uh, to people or more um, inspiration to people, some an inspirational message or, or anything like that um, to end the podcast off. Inspirational message. Um... So first coming up, unfortunately, I do not have anything coming up because we're in Corona time in Israel. It's mm -hmm. kind of fucked with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, except for t-shirts and whatever. <laughs> Inspirational stuff. Uh, something one of my uh, ex-commanders in the army told me not that long ago. Um, basically, don't be too uh, influenced by your elderly surroundings. Uh, this generation uh, might be more like richer, has more resources, um, has more information. Uh, so use it, be proud of it. Uh, them lacking these things doesn't mean it's not okay. You having them, um, do what you like, do what you want. Uh, it's like the most cliche thing ever. But in Israel, you get a good perspective on what happens when you do not do what you want at the that time so um that's my you know cliche message for you and hard work work hard at whatever you do so, yeah well man thank you so much again and thank you listeners and uh viewers for checking out the 4099 podcast and we uh will continue dropping content we'll continue uh keeping you guys in the loop and bring bringing interesting uh guests on um, and thanks again for watching and or Thank listening you. to episode uh, 16 and we'll see you next time.